Hello and welcome everybody. My name is Richard C. Wilson. I'm the founder of the Family Office Club. Uh, we were started in 2007. We have 15 team members and today's webinar is going to be on investor directories and databases. We have a few hundred people here on the webinar today. So I would like to uh, have questions coming in as I'm speaking. I see uh, Mark, you already have your hand raised. Um, if you can submit the question via Q&A, uh, we're going to be submitting questions via Q&A today, just because if we put someone live on audio and they start going on for four minutes pitching their deal, we all have to kind of suffer through that versus having questions answered that are going to be um, helpful for everybody listening and helpful for the recording of this, et cetera, is what we're really aiming for. We're definitely happy to answer any very specific questions you have about your niche or your company, if not live on the webinar uh, and afterwards uh, directly with our team. So. I hope you enjoy the content here today. This is going to be what we've learned. We've been in the directory and database uh, business since 2007, 2008, uh, when we started, since I started the Family Office Club. So I've learned a lot about using the databases as we've grown our own business using them. So I'm going to share my PowerPoint here for those who are watching along visually. Um, but if you're just listening to this via audio on the podcast, uh, that's going to be fine as well. I'll try to supplement anything that's really visual here on the screen. We're going to go over 15 ideas today to help you in leveraging and using investor directories and databases. All right, so first off, uh, just a picture of our team. Uh, part of our expertise and experience comes from having over 1,000 private investors and family offices speak at our 160 live and virtual events over the past 13 years. I've personally met with 2,500 plus family offices in person. I've helped start and develop and formalize over 100 family offices. And I currently have 133 clients with an average net worth of around 25 million net worth each. And we've been able to close um, five investment commitments since the pandemic started. Uh, we're working on a $100 million plus uh, client deal right now. And we have a $15 million closing that it should come in June 1st, and it looks like it's all on track to do so, but we'll see. Um, our portal within uh, the membership portal for the Family Office Club is just for charter members. Uh, this is exclusive content where every day we release an interview with a private investor, so you can see what they're investing in. Uh, we've recorded 72 of those so far. We also do weekly investor discussion panels, and these weekly webinars are recorded and only members get to see the recordings of the webinars. You'll be able to find one or two via YouTube in their full length. Otherwise, all of the 37 full length hour long webinars are just for members. This webinar is being recorded, but only for members. Maybe we'll put the first five or 10 minutes on YouTube or something. But if you join membership, you get 130 plus proven capital raising strategies, uh, the daily investor mandates. We've got 2000 plus invest investors registered in the community, et cetera. Uh, we've got a bunch of different mandates highlighted at the homepage of familyoffices.com. And if you want to test drive membership, it's only a dollar to test drive it for three days. Um, and then you can choose your membership option rolling forward after that. But it's $1 to test it at familyoffices.com forward slash join. We're going to be publishing this on our podcast. If you love listening to podcasts, please subscribe to ours. It's called the Family Office Podcast. We get about 50,000 downloads to that each month. Uh, the last 13 years, we have seen people use databases in bad ways, and we're going to share what some of those are. We've seen people use them very effectively. We've, lear we've learned how to use them, and we want to tie together some of those common threads. We've also heard a lot of common complaints from investors. If you've been following along on our other live webinars, which I know about half of you have, 
you'll recognize some common threads through this, uh, some points from the other webinars reinforced here. Sometimes people say, oh, well, 20% of that stuff I, I've heard before, um, you know, saying they liked most of the content, but some of it was repeat. And I always remind them like the things that are repeated are probably most important, or it's just a reminder to make sure that you're doing it 100%. And it would be more strange if I conflicted myself and I never said something I had said before, because then it just means I'm not giving you a consistent, genuine advice. Um, so of course there's gonna be some things we talked about from other webinars. In our database business, we offer 42 different niche investor databases. We're rolling out three new databases this quarter. So we'll have 45 investor databases and we'll probably be at 50 by the end of the year. You can see if you're following along visually, we have everything from a energy investor database to cannabis, to endowment funds, to hedge funds, to healthcare investors, um, fund to funds. This next page here, we have more manufacturing investor database, pension funds, REITs, private real estate, wealth management, single family office, et cetera. So many different niche areas. Uh, we have several full-time professionals. We have four full-time professionals that just focus on updating and kind of uh, creating and updating all these databases. The second you create any database, if you're to do so yourself, it'll get outdated the next day from some company merging or someone getting hired or fired, et cetera. So it always needs to be updated. And we've spent 30 to 50,000 hours on these databases. We get publicly available contact details for investors that you could find if you wanted to spend 30,000 hours researching them or 3,000 hours in your niche researching them. But we hire people that are faster at it than I, I am or that you would be because it's all they do all day long. And we've learned a bunch of software tools and tricks and strategies and keywords and different ways to find this publicly available information. But also you probably just don't want to spend your full time life looking up contact details for potential investor leads. Um, before I get on to this next slide, I just want to mention, just like on any other of the webinars, you have to make sure that when you're reaching out to people, uh, whether it is at a networking event or someone you find on LinkedIn or someone from an investor database, that you treat them with respect, that you respect compliance laws, regulations, et cetera, should go without saying, just be aware of what regulations uh, oversee the area that you're in, of course, geographically as well as investment vehicle-wise. So we have um, three different main types of databases, and then we're going to get right into the strategies today. Uh, the first one is a basically a 997 uh, purchase for one investor database, and then it's just 38.50 a month to keep that updated. As I said, it have to be updated all the time. Two databases are 14.50, or you can get all 42 for 19.97, um, and then 38.50 monthly. Uh, we also have pro versions that allow you more functionality, such as downloading Excel files, etc. Um, if you want to upgrade to a pro version above those prices. Okay, so let's get through the 15 strategies um, that are going to help you use those databases. The first one is to communicate your unique position clearly. I have my own name in the databases we sell, so I can monitor and see what people are sending out. And it's interesting to watch. Um, a lot of people send out things that are generic. Um, it's either a generic description, you don't even know what they're doing, or it sounds like everyone else in their industry, and it's just not unique to the space. This is a big mistake um, when using the database because you're just not going to get an ROI for your money, and it's a big mistake in general. We mentioned it in our other, um, our other webinars and trainings, and I just want to provide a couple examples here for when you approach somebody we have one portal, it's just for dentists and doctors, called Doctors Family Office. And the, very, the headline at the top is Investment Advisors for Dentists and Doctors. We're not a wealth management firm. We only help them source direct investments. 
Um, we also wanted to have the credibility. So we put 217 million of assets under advisory, $22 million average client net worth. Um, underneath that, you can see our privateequity.com homepage, which is our virtual investor club for investors of all types. And we just say free membership, five minute registration, no cost to join, 120 members to reinforce the credibility. In both cases, we have bullet points of exactly what we're offering that are concise. And then in the headline, we're trying to appeal to them with something that's unique. Uh, same with our recent book, Centimillionaire Millionaire Strategies. Sent Millionaire means 100 million plus net worth. And we have strategies just for those that are at that level of, of ultra wealthy uh, net worth level. And so these are things where I could go to someone and say, well, if you're worth 100 million plus, we have the only book ever written just for you. Or if you're a dentist or doctor, we're not trying to manage your wealth assets. We're also not pushing our deal on you as an investment banker. We're helping source conservative direct investment deal flow just for dentists and doctors. I don't know anyone else doing that. So you want to be able to say the same thing. You want to be able to say, we are the only one, or we are the number one, or we are the first two, or we are the only group in Austin, Texas to do X, or we have the largest assets under management of any self-storage group in this region or state or city. Um, so it's very clear what your unique position is. If you don't have that down yet, you can get your database, get your CRM set up, get that going. So that'll take you a little bit of time, but make sure you spend some time meditating on this because some people will buy a database, go to a conference, get an expensive CRM, spend 5,000 a month on a marketing retainer with an investor relations marketing agency. And they'll go through all of that, but they won't spend just five hours thinking about exactly what their unique position is from their competitors what are their strengths and what are investors looking for? Second strategy thing to keep in mind is to add value first. A lot of times people get into data, database mode and they say, oh great, well we have a 40,000 contacts now, now we're 20,000 contacts, et cetera. Whatever the number is, could be 500. And they just think, all right, we gotta get an email out to all these guys and just, just send them out. And then the percentage will reply and the percentage will get on the phone and the percentage will invest and we'll get our raise done. Well, it's not that simple. If it was that simple, then I would just keep all the databases to myself and I would raise $100 billion and I would compete with Jeff Bezos for the top 10 wealthiest people in the world because we have you know, one of the top 10 investor database companies in the world. So databases is not the magic bullet that's going to solve every headache you have. Databases will get you more momentum, more speed, more meetings, more phone calls. It'll get you more contacts to reach out to. We're going to give you strategies here on how to do so. And you bet you have to come at it in the right approach. If you don't, then the database is not gonna be helpful to you. So that's the whole point of this webinar. And a lot of people don't think about how to add value first. You can do this by providing market insight, uh, research reports, a white paper, an article, interviews, a podcast, a book, uh, a benchmark study. You could complete a number of surveys. You could do a monthly interview series. Uh, you could go super niche, laser focused on one asset class type or one region in a type of investor. You could shoot very high in the type of institutional investor or only MFOs, multifamily offices, or only angel investors, et cetera. And I would think about who is most likely to invest with you because they already know your space, are pre-qualified, pre-motivated, understand what you're doing, see your value, and then figure out how to add value first to them. If some other people don't get it, that's fine. But as long as you're hitting them between the eyes with the group that really would be most likely to invest and has invested the most with you to date, that would be the best. Uh, I have a picture of one of my mentors here, uh, Evan Pagan, who helped me grow my business to seven figures our first three years in business, starting during the financial collapse in 2007, using a lot of the strategies he taught me. And that's one thing that he taught me was to always be adding value first. And people 
tend not to do that enough in capital raising. They pitch, they write long emails, they get on the phone, just pitch, 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 instead of adding value. But especially when they use a database, they just go into mass pitch mode, it seems. And you don't want to do that. It's just not going to be as helpful to you. Uh, I see questions coming in. So I'll get through the first five and then I'll answer questions, do another five, answer questions. And then when we get down to the 15, I'll take, take some more questions. All right, customizing your approach. I know during the pandemic, if you're watching this live, you might not be playing golf like these guys were showing visually. Although I heard that in most places, golf courses never shut down or having a board meeting here. But the point is that if you meet people that are kind of golf club investors or the random high net worth investor, the friend who sees three deals a year and invests in one of them, or like one investor club that an investor said he just quit. Uh, it's one of our new clients actually he quit this angel investor club. They'd only look at 11 deals a year and invest in four of them. That's an example of a golf club investor. They're not looking at much. They're not highly sophisticated. They might not even know what a data room is. Um, and their due diligence is not super rigorous. They don't have good deal flow. They don't negotiate harder than terms. They don't, they don't know uh, which way is up in negotiating in deals. And that's completely different than an institutional investor. Um, an institutional investor is going to do more hardcore due diligence um, and they're going to be thorough and they're going to be looking at things um, much more in depth. And so with an institutional investor, you really have to craft your and you have to be more careful on what you send over, how you send it and what the materials look like. 